All right, welcome to Electric Skatecast. I am your host, Jay Grand GR, or as some of you may know me as Joe. Uh, this is episode 19, so we only got this episode and one more uh, left for season two. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Official Terminal X. What, what? Good evening. And tonight we have a very special guest hailing from the ATL, uh, Mr. Lansing Phillips. How are you today? Man, I'm feeling great today, man. Thank you guys for having me on. Um, this yeah. is such an amazing platform and just really glad to be with you guys today. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're super stoked to have you. Um, and we're just going to kind of jump right into questions and, uh, hearing a little bit about yourself. Um, but before we do that, uh, let's just jump right in and have you go ahead and give us a, a little bit about you, um, and how you got into e-skate and all that kind of stuff. Man, it's really cool. Um, that first of all, thanks again, guys, for having me on, but my name is Patrick. I live in the ATL. And I got into eSkate about, I would say, almost two years ago. And and really what happened, I started skateboarding about three years ago. And my son and I were riding our bikes, and we passed this really cool skate park. And, of course, the skaters are doing crazy tricks at the skate park, dropping in the poles, <laughs> just doing crazy stuff. So it had oh, yeah. my attention. So then my, da- my son looked at me and was like, Dad, I want a skateboard. And of course I looked at him like, bruh, I'm in my thirties. I've never skated. What you talking <laughs> yeah, there's about? no way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so long story short, I ended up buying us both some skateboards and we started trying to learn how to skate. And we actually, you know, we, we like to skate. We go to the skate park, we ride around in the bowls, we kick push and stuff like that. And we were riding our boards and one day we saw somebody fly by us on our electric skateboard oh it was over it was over yes so i'm sweating and huffing and puffing and they just they just going by you know so i'm like (laughs) wait a minute now so i had to go home and do some research and i bought our very first board and um which was a while ago and i bought that board and then i loved it so much and what i used to do is i used to pull my son on his skateboard he would hold my arm and I would just ride, you know, not too fast. But then oh, after yeah. while, I was like, you know what? This is kind of dangerous. I was like, I just need to get a second board. And that's how it all started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all downhill from there or uphill in some in some situations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what board are you riding currently? A little bit of everything. Kind of, It kind of depends on, like, the mood. So, mm-hmm. you know, right now I'm, I'm riding my, my Zealot or sometimes I grab the dual board or the Ranger X3 or yeah. um, I just started riding an EUC as well. So I've been riding mm-hmm. the EUC oh, yeah. a lot too. Okay. Okay. I got the EUC about maybe three weeks ago and I, I have a couple That's videos. That's a whole different game. Yeah. So I've been riding the EUC a lot lately. I put a couple of videos up on my YouTube channel about it. If you if you guys want a really good laugh. Watch my day one video on the EUC. If, if you need a good laugh. <laughs> I'll check it out. That's I will I'm absolutely doing. check it out. Because I yeah. I know my first day on EUC, I was like, nope, nope, never going <laughs> to happen. Like, <laughs> Man, it's, 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 a, it's a very interesting process. And, and, and in the video, I was talking about how really writing an EUC is one of the hardest things I've done as an adult. Because a lot of it is mental. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like, are you going to let this wheel break you down? Or are you going to conquer the wheel, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's valid. a good way of putting it. I yeah. think yeah. we let the wheel conquer us. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we pretty much gave it, up on the EUC. It, we were it, like, it gave us right. the beat down. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't well, let that happen, man. Well, I know. Look, I, I got a tutorial. Um, a couple of people's like, man, do a tutorial video on it because it, it, yeah. the EUC is so interesting because when I, when I got it, of course, I went to YouTube to try to watch videos about like how to ride. But I I just feel like the, I, the, it was good content out there. But I feel like when you're an experienced writer and you're trying to teach somebody something, I feel like you kind of forget some of the nuances of just like what it felt to be brand new. Right, and there's yeah. things that you need to you need to experience to be able to tell somebody how to do something. So long story short, I'm thinking about doing like a little tutorial video. Uh, so I'll send that to you guys so that you guys can conquer yeah. the wheel. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, love yeah, because I know. The other thing too is when I first tried learning to ride EUC, the person that I was learning, you know, from, he's like, "You just do it, you know, you just, you yeah. just go, you just do it." And it's like, ah, I don't know if that's it how it work works. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you're borrowing someone else's wheel typically when you're first yep. trying to learn, and you're yep. like, "I don't want to break their like thirteen hundred dollar wheel. I don't want to break their like eight hundred. It doesn't matter how much it is. You're like, I don't want to break it. Break it. And you, when you're learning to ride, you drop the wheel a lot. Oh yeah, yeah." 
Yeah, I mean, you you guys are on to something there, and I, I feel like there's there's a lot of it. A lot of videos they say the same thing. Just feel it. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Feel what? Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's but when you experience, you 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 just kind of it comes so natural. Whereas somebody uh, yeah. who's brand new, you're like, feel what? Okay, feel it. Stand how? Like so. Yeah. But it's been really fun. So now I have it now, and my son has it now too. So it's oh, time yeah. to buy another one. Uh oh, so he can have Here we one. Go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That muscle memory's been built now, and you can uh, you can learn to enjoy it now. Exactly, man. It's been fun. Yeah. Um. So let's let's kind of jump into to who you are. Obviously, a lot of people know you as Lansing Phillips or Mister Phillips, the change agent. Um. You said your name is Patrick. What's the story yeah, behind that? It's all good. My name is Patrick uh, Phillips, and my my YouTube channel is Mister Phillips, the change agent, because I, I'm an author and a motivational speaker. So I've traveled nationally speaking at schools, colleges, high schools, elementary schools, and things like that. And um, so that's where the Mr. Phillips, the change agent came from, because I went to school and my background is actually social work. And when I was trying to figure out what is a name that I could call myself, somebody was like, look, social workers are change agents. You know, that's what we do. So the Mr. Phillips, the change agent name, I ran with that. And with that, you know, I've written books and I've spoken in different places but what happened was I discovered Eastgate and I really enjoyed it and I wanted yeah. to create content around it. And yeah. I was like, do I want to convolute my this page with all of my skate stuff? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to separate it. This was the mindset initially. So I created a Lansing Phillips Instagram, YouTube and all of that stuff. But then People were saying, I would still occasionally post the stuff on my regular page, and people were saying that the Eastgate was inspiring them. <laughs> and I was like, what? Right. Yeah. And they they were like, you're riding with your son. You got yeah. your wife out there. You're learning how to ride. And Yeah, you're conquering new tasks every day. Like, it's, it, exactly. it's a challenge in itself. Yeah. Exactly. And so then I kind of said, you know what? Why am I separating this stuff? Because it is inspiring people. And, and just a lot of people also ask, they said, dude, how you go from being a speaker and writing books to doing the Eastgate stuff. And, <laughs> and, and they laugh. And I, I've even had a couple yeah. of trolls on my page say that kind of stuff. And what it was, was I mentally, I needed a break as an entrepreneur. And you guys know about this, like as oh, creating absolutely. a podcast and stuff like this, you're always on. Every time I go somewhere, I was I was talking about my book. I was talking about that I speak. You know, I was constantly uploading YouTube videos of me speaking and doing stuff. And I was like, it's okay for me to do something that just makes me feel good. Yeah, and absolutely. that's how it kind of all started with the change agent and stuff like that. But now I just kind of, you know, I, I lead people toward the Mr. Phillips, the change agent page or whatever, because people have said that it's inspired them. and. You know, so that's why I'm just like, I might as well stay over there. Yeah, yeah they kind of correlate. Yeah, I yeah. like I like that a lot. That 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 backstory you have of kind of how you went from from one thing to another, because, of course, you know, when we pull up on an e-board, the average Joe in the street is like, oh, I could never ride that. I could yeah. never do that. Like, yeah. oh, that's impossible. Like, I, I would fall off instantly. And, you know, first of all, that that's part of the process. Second of all, <laughs> that mindset is so toxic in, in real life, uh, yeah. not just e-skate. Well, I could never pull mm-hmm. that off. I could never do that. So I could definitely see the correlation. I can see why people are enjoying both aspects of what you do. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It's definitely related. Yeah. So, so it's been amazing, man. Um, you know, and just even, I get this kind of stuff all the time. Like, and, and people say these things in, in messenger and stuff. They're like a black dude that skates. And then like a black guy who does YouTube reviews on Eastgate. And they're like, that motivates me. I'm like, oh. I just never, you know, some, I just was doing it because yeah. I liked it. You know, yeah. I wasn't doing it to be like, Oh, I'm, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's been a, it's been a great process, man. It's been a, a really fun process. That's awesome. I love it. Well, and, it's such a unique process too. Yeah. Yeah. And talk to me about like how you relate your inspirational work with Eastgate a little bit more in depth. Cause I, this is probably one of the more unique things that we've ever gotten out of this podcast. I don't think we've ever had like a quote unquote inspirational speaker or motivational speaker on the show, like what are some of the yeah. common things, some of the common conversations that you're having with people, whether it's in the Eastgate side of it or the inspirational side of it, what's that bridge that you're building there? What's a common uh, trope, if you will? 
Yeah, like my very my very first children's book that I wrote. Um, I co-authored that book with my son, and the name of that book is "The Adventures of Little Jam in the Skate Park." And the book is actually about our story of learning how to skateboard together as a father oh, and a son. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's yeah. and what happened is when when we did the book, um, you you just don't know what's going to happen. So we wrote this book and kids would buy it and you would see little African-American kids happy to have a book where the character looked like them, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. Oh yeah, Um, no, absolutely. Yeah, Because, and I don't want to get too deep, but like, even when I was trying to find books to read to my son, it's very hard to find books with children of color in them. That's number one. And number two, it's hard to find books with children of color in them where the dad is in the book too. Most of the time when you see books, even just regular books where they have children in them, it's always the mom there. The dad is, is, is often not there. Even when you talk about animal books, like when you, when you talk about like duck books, like what's that book with that kid story with the ducks, um, the mom and the oh, duck. Oh yeah. 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 It's yeah. mama, it's mama duck. We're daddy duck. It, it's just, yeah. it, that's just, no, that's a good is. point. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's just how it is often. So, you know, we wrote that book that book and that kind of spearheaded everything because we we continued to make more books and we would travel and my, my son would read the book. And we would read it at schools and stuff like that and just kind of really, you know, trying to not trying to inspire people, but it just kind of happened. But mm-hmm. yeah. I often tell people that if I was I'm I'm a really big person on having a growth mindset. And, you know, a growth mindset is a person that kind of like embraces challenges. Change is always going to be there. You know what I mean? 2020 was a year of change, if if, if never before. And um, I often tell people that when my son said, Dad, I want to ride a skateboard. If I had said no, we wouldn't have wrote the first children's book about skateboarding. And then now we've, we've written seven books. We wouldn't have wow. written any of those books. We yeah, wouldn't you would have completely closed that, that path off. Completely. That whole path. That whole wouldn't have been existed if I had just been a parent or a person that was just like, I don't skateboard, you know? Yeah. And so that in itself kind of, of how things kind of happen and why, like, I just, I just love skateboarding and e-skate so much. And, and even like a lot of people call me a reviewer. I still feel kind of funny when people say that because I, I just liked to make skateboard stuff it was it was fun to make content that wasn't serious yeah because yeah. most of my content was motivational and stuff like that and what's interesting is that people come to my page for the escape and they end up clicking on some of my older videos and they're like oh my god that was a word right there and then they're like i can't believe more people don't see that but there is a side of it that's frustrating because there i have escape reviews that have close to twenty thousand views but I'll put up a very empowering video and I get 500 views. Yeah. It's hard to, hard to hit both mediums or hit yeah. both audiences. But it's, it's entertainment coming together versus now. education. Yeah. yeah. yeah, But it's, it's coming together because people are coming to my page for one thing. They're able to see other things. And like, even in 2021, you're going to see the diverse nature of Mr. Phillips. Like I don't have to be one person. Like, yeah, I don't have to just be a reviewer. I, I am no. who I am. And yeah, you just got to be you. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to see a video on my YouTube page where it's motivational, where I may not be speaking, but like I'm actually the podcast I was just doing. I had a guest on and we were talking about finances and, and stock and stuff like that. So it's not going to be me necessarily being a motivational speaker, but I'm about to empower people still. Yeah. Yeah. That wow. reminds me of another YouTuber who kind of had a similar frustration or a similar like eye-opening experience about that. Uh, Joe, I'm forgetting his name. He was early on in like the boosted backfire days, a uh, guy with glasses uh, in New York city. Um, uh, press reset. Yeah. Press reset. I do remember him like often like kind oh. of being frustrated with the e-skate industry yeah. and how everybody just wanted to show up to his YouTube channel for e-skate reviews and videos. Yeah. He also did a lot of other content. Yeah. He felt like he had more to bring to the table. He felt like he had more to give to his co- mm-hmm. for his content and his fans than just e-skate. And it kind of made, it actually made him a little bitter uh, and resentful of the e-skate industry as a whole um, over time. Like if you look on his social media now, he's, he's pretty, uh, pretty bitter about it. Um, I would love to and, talk and to him. And people about don't that know that, that I'm not going to get too much into it, but there's a lot of, um, 
I, I'll just say that there's a lot of not fair things that happen behind the scenes to people. Oh, absolutely. Who who yeah. are trying to do the right thing when they when they do reviews and stuff. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of of young YouTubers and reviewers and people who are new to the game and they're just trying to make a name for themselves. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Like a lot of unfair things happen to those people a lot of the time. Um, but those that stick with it and keep trying like that, that goes a long way. So yeah. Stick with your ethics too. I think that's important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and that's what I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of jump into the relationship, uh, with you and your son. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm really interested in that. And I think that's a really cool dynamic. And I don't think we've talked to anybody, um, that has a similar dynamic to that, right? What What is it like riding with your son? I mean, does does do you ever have issues with group rides? Like, I, I've seen videos of of you guys actually riding together at night, like with a large group. Um, how do, how does all that work? And and what's what's kind of uh, some of your favorite experiences, uh, like riding with groups and with your son? Yeah, and things like, that? like like group rides are amazing. Um, you know, because you get to build relationships and things like that around people about something that you like that you enjoy that you wouldn't have met these people had you guys not all been involved in Eastgate and being able to ride with my son is, is really cool because especially during this last year with COVID and stuff like that, there wasn't a lot of things that we, like my son is on the swim team. He's on a baseball team. They shut all that down. So it was like, what we going to do? (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah all, and, all those uh, extracurriculars gone yeah. gone everything was gone but the one thing we could do is exercise and i'm I'm doing my quotation hands when i say exercise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Eastgate so, is a workout i would just like to step in and clarify that it is I, a workout I, man it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah your and, legs your core that stuff starts to hurt after a while it's that's leg true. day that's all I, I, leg day. There you go. Leg day. Don't skip out on leg day. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so we we would um, ride and it just was fun because it was it allows you to just be out there open and have fun. But then as he got better, you know, I was able to bring him on group rides and he is like a group ride fanatic. Like he's like, when is the next one? You know, like he is like obsessed with group rides now. Oh, yeah. and, and then it's so funny We'll stop the charge. He'd be like, when we riding again? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd be like, let us charge. I was like, we all don't weigh like, 60 chill, pounds. And you get crazy range. Like all of his, you know, on the same board that I ride, if he rides, he gets triple the range because he doesn't weigh anything. Yeah. So he doesn't need to stop and charge. You know, we got to right. stop and charge. <laughs> he, he can ride with the EUC crew. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, on a board, you know. Um, so it's been really fun, man. Um and he's been enjoying it and he's been able to ride it and he's just gotten better. And of course, when I got the EUC, he wanted to jump on the EUC. And now he's like, when it's time to go out the door, he's like, let me get the EUC. So that's why I'm like, I'm gonna have to buy another one. So it's been a fun process because it's a lot, it's another form for us to bond and just really kind of have fun. And then even, you know, a couple of the boards that I've had a chance to review, he's actually reviewed them on his channel too. And it's funny because he actually has some knowledge. Like when he's talking about stuff, he can tell oh, you yeah. what board had more torque, what board was faster, which one is belt dry. Like he, he, he can have a decent conversation about skateboards. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's a different experience for him too, just based on his, his weight, his size, like all those things factor into how good a board feels. And for someone like him, he's going to have a much different experience with a board than you will. So even getting his, his expertise per se, um, is, is, you know, it's going to go a long way, especially if you're, uh, a kid or a teenager, that's maybe not the same size as you and I, but the size of your son that's trying to get into Eastgate, you know, it's going to help them shape their own opinion on the board. I like that. I sense a little jam collab coming on. For yeah. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel a disturbance in the Eastgate. We're going to have to go down to, to ATL and skate uh, with little jam and, uh, I like this and, that. and Mr. Phillips. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's I'm, do I'm it. ready. Let's do it. It's funny, man. I've, I've, the, the other thing that's been kind of cool, too, um, with the Eastgate stuff and the YouTube is, like, I've had a chance to meet people, like, around the world, you know, oh, and, yeah. from, like, Eastgate. Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, I've never talked with people in Europe. I've never talked with people in China or Spain or wherever before mm-hmm. Eastgate. It, it, literally, you know, and now I'm talking with people on Instagram and stuff like that or 
people who live in Florida are like, yo, I'm, I'm traveling to Atlanta for business. You want to ride? I'm like, let's do oh, it. Yeah. I you love know? those DMs. Um, yeah. So it's it's been like amazing. You know, my wife, she's riding now. Um, you know, so she's riding. And so we all are cruising. Nice. You got Whole the gang family affair. Yeah, Whole gang. I love it. I love it. Yeah, gang, we gang. ride all by ourselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. The squad. Yeah. Awesome. So um, now does Lil Jam have a favorite board right now? Before we change topics, I did have that one burning question. Um, is, is right he now he's loving the beast board. That's like his favorite board right now. Oh, beast yeah. board. Okay. I've heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, got, yeah I have game. a review on my channel. He has a review of it too on his channel, but, um, what does I he actually, like about it? Um, he likes the speed. The range is, is pretty impressive on it too. It has a really big battery, yeah. 400 and some watt hours. Um, and then it's, it's very fast. And then the wheels, he loves the wheels. I actually like them too, because, um, I feel like he's really safe with them. The wheels come with like these 110 millimeter airless with, they're like airless. Yeah, they're wheels. like the honeycomb wheels, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm looking at them right now. They're cool. Yeah. yeah, they're 110 millimeters. So like when we're riding, he can just roll over almost anything. Um, yeah. So it makes me feel really comfortable, especially when we're doing group rides in the streets and stuff. Um, I know that if he doesn't see something, because the one thing about him, even though he can ride well, he still is light. So he can't yeah, snatch like the board like we can. So like if I see yeah. something in the street, I can snatch the board and go around it. He can't do that yeah. if he sees yeah. something at the last minute. So I'm just, the wheels allow him to just roll over it, whatever it was, unless, you know, something just ridiculous. But he, that's, that's like one of his favorite boards right now. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Shout out yeah. Beast Board. Um, okay. Fine. Again, I promise final question, but only cause I've never had a podcaster uh, guest that's had like their son ride with them. Have you ever had any problems with like group rides or hit, like any crashing or anything like that? Is there like a, like a pick them up, like brush them off type of scenario that's happened? Nah, he's, he's never fallen. Well, he did fall one time. I'm not going to mention the brand, but the board had a BMS issue and it Uh-oh. just stopped. Uh-oh. It just stopped while he was riding. Yeah. And and then it oh, braked too when it stopped. And it threw him off. Oh up. man. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll, and I'll ask you actually, for the brand when we stop recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you you're gonna be interested to see. Off the record. Oh yeah. yeah. No. Uh, I'm yeah. very interested. Um so we we mentioned earlier, like obviously you and your son ride with ATL Eastgate. Um, what are some of your favorite experiences riding with the Atlanta crew? I know a couple of guys down there. They seem very dynamic and looks like a really good time to ride. looks like a beautiful city to ride in, to be honest. What are some yeah, of your absolutely. favorite experiences there? <laughs> um, I remember I was talking, we, we did this one group ride. Um, this is probably one of the, the first ones I went on. Well, a couple of things. Group riding made me get better. That's number one. I used yeah. to think I was decent on the Eastgate, but then when I got in a group ride, I was oh, like, yeah. I don't know shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's number one. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, these guys, they're moving so fast, and some yeah. of the guys are so skilled. Um, you know, they're doing 30 miles an hour in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're carving hard, too. Carving hard. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't do 30 miles an hour. I mean, I'll hit it real quick, but, like, my, my, my pace is around – anywhere from 20 to 25 because I like to be able to see stuff and if I need to break or whatever. So definitely that was, that's one of my things that I really loved about riding in groups. And then just, uh, I remember one time we did this group ride. One of my guys, Jason is so funny. We were stopped at this light and he took off and, and drove in front of a, but this isn't good. He drove in front of a bus. Right. And I remember like, um, I said, not the bus, like, like, <laughs> yo, that out, but I was filming. So when I edit the video, um, it was in the video, and it it, tur- it it was such a funny scene because, like, two guys, um, they live, like, all the way in Albany, Georgia, which is, like, three hours away. He somehow saw the video on Facebook, and he said that when he saw my homeboy ride in front of the bus, he was like, that's why I need to be riding. <laughs> so I was like, yep. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, that's what brought you down here? So like, oh like that's a, a favorite memory of mine. Um, I like I like that it's like that people don't mind you being able to try different boards. So mm-hmm, yeah. that's that's been like really helpful because often till sometimes people they'll you know they're gonna get on your page and be like, I don't see how you can say that about this board, and they like or you have some people they're like, you only try these kind of boards, and I'll be like, yeah. it doesn't matter if that this is the kind of board that the company sends me or whatever. Um, yeah. 
but what people don't understand is I've probably written 90% of the boards that exist. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not. Yeah, because you're trying other people's stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so when, I, when I'm talking about something, I'm not, I'm pulling from a reference point of other places too. You know, I've written LaCroix. I've written, um, you know, Baja boards and whatever, right. whatever you can name. Yeah, you know there's there's pretty like, much everything down in ATL for sure. The yeah. ATL crew has a very diverse uh, set of boards. And like, they got throughout. me on the EUC. They're, they're one of the reasons yep. why I jumped on the EUC because a lot of the guys started rocking with the EUCs. And it, it's, it's a funny transition because sometimes we laugh. When we pull up, I'm like, damn, we ain't even e-skate no more. Because <laughs> the cats are pulling up with the e-bikes, the, the EUC, yeah. scooters, like those crazy yeah. scooters that do 40 miles an hour. Oh yeah, you know, we're real yeah. I think, I think at the end of 2021, we need when we do a roundtable. Hypothetically, we really need to have like a sit down and an honest conversation of is e skate like slowly fading away or not so slowly fading away into other PEVs and is it permanent? You know, are these yeah. is what started out as a boosted board fan club turning into you know e bikes that are basically motorcycles and you know these these EUCs? Um, yeah. I, I think there's there's a lot of evidence to that. Uh, you know yeah, that I like them of- both, but I can I can say this like I I still I like them both like um yeah. I get excitement out of both of them still mm-hmm. um but I have been there's guys in the group that said I will never touch another board again after riding an EUC and I, and yeah. I can see how they yeah, we, right now that. too because it, their yeah. EUCs are probably the most portable and um, versatile PEV that you can get. Yeah, yeah, they can pretty much ride any terrain for sure. And that, that goes a long way in a lot of cities because a lot of cities don't have good roads or they have a lot of railroad tracks or whatever. And the range. And the range is ridiculous. Yeah, and the range, yeah. Some of these EUCs that, that are goes a long 60 way. miles. 60 miles. Craziness. You know what I'm saying? Like, Craziness. crazy. Yeah, you could, go, you could go outside the city to a whole other city. Yeah. It's a vehicle. Like, no problem. Like, Yes, yeah. it is literally like a vehicle. Like when I watch some YouTube videos of other people in other countries on the EUCs, like some of them, like I don't have a car. <laughs> like, yep. yeah, well, that's one thing that that almost stress it almost stresses me out to think that if EUCs and things like that keep getting more and more prominent, then the state governments are gonna be like, all right, we're gonna start making you guys get licensed for these things because they're basically oh, cars. Yeah. And they that's are. one thing that worries me because what if that gets Eastgate tied in with it? And most e-skates, they don't go the speed of an EUC. They don't have the range of an EUC. They're more of a, a fun hobby. Some people use them to commute for sure. But there's definitely that back of my mind worry that one day we're all going to have to get some sort of special e-skate license. Yeah. And it's like, well, go ahead. you know, you, you yeah, kind of want to avoid that because it's it makes it less accessible. Yeah. The, I think the thing that scares me about, and I agree with you 100%, but I think that the thing that's going to make that happen is like, I look at some guys, uh, I watch some videos of guys on EUCs and they're riding even some e-skaters, you know, like, and I, I'm not trying to judge nobody, but they ride so um, reckless. I think that's what's going to yeah. be the thing that if anything would mess around and get um, sanctions and stuff put on it because, you know, I've seen videos where guys like literally squeeze between two buses on like a electric rideable doing 30 miles an hour you know or just crazy stuff and like that's it like even like in atlanta right we didn't start getting sanctions and stuff on scooters like you know like bird scooters and um those other companies line yeah we did not start getting um sanctions until people started dying on we had like about three or four people die on on a, a scooter like a, a bird scooter and stuff like that within like a three or four month time frame. Um, yep. And that's when the city was like, okay, we're, we're limiting the speed of them on trails and then they can't be ridden past seven at night or something like that. Yeah. So that's what yeah. They start putting more restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody, if people keep getting hurt and injured and stuff like that, or God forbid somebody dies on a bit, I think that's when you're going to see people start to say, we need to regulate these things. Yeah. Yeah, huge shout out to all the the protection equipment companies. Um, one of our sponsors, like Flatland 3D, like I, yeah. If I fell without their gloves, ooh, yeah, no, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And like, I know, I know one of your sponsors or one of the people you work with is uh, the Noble Man Tech. Like, 
yeah shout out to them for for keeping you safe man because like you said you you got a family like you can't be falling and hurting yourself and then not, like th- then your family's without you you know you got to make sure yeah. that you're you're safe so i just I, did I a podcast really. on that bro i just did a podcast yeah. on that and and it was about helmets um be, because like i am such a helmet advocate um yep. be, because the, the thing is you want to be able to get up. It, it, the catalyst for that episode was, I'm sure y'all heard about it, that young college student that died in California while riding yep. his Eastgate. Yep. He didn't have a helmet on and he died. They never you know, do. A young kid. Any, anytime someone gets made, like severely injured, they'd never have a helmet. Yup. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and, and Terminal X knows from experience. He, I mean, the one time he didn't wear his helmet. Man. He had a bad the one time. Oh my goodness. Tell me I about the fall, fall terminal. Tell me about the fall. I want to hear. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a brief run over. So pulled a new board out of the box. Uh, officially, that's the last thing I remember because I woke up the next day. Be that as it may, I kind of put stuff together uh, based on what the neighbors said. Um, it sounds like I just, they called it fishtailing. So I think I, I, I speed wobbled. They said I, I, you know, I had only gone about a few hundred yards down the road but I was, I was going straight the whole way. So I assumed I was just flooring it, seeing what I could do with it. Cause that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to see what the board could do. Um, but it was my first time on double Kingpin trucks and the bushings mm. on this board, which I mean, you can find out what board it was, but loosey goosey. Yeah. They, it, the trucks were loosey goosey and the bushings were, uh, what is known in the business as garbage. Uh, so it, this thing was extremely wobbly with huge wheels and very, very powerful motors, which mm. man is a, is a bad combination. Mm-hmm. Um, so I woke up the next day. Uh, the neighbors said that I fell backwards upon receiving those speed wobbles. Um, thankfully, like they heard the the motors and then they heard, you know, my brain smack and they called the police. My family lives several hours away, so they heard about it through the hospital. So thankfully, I woke up the next day. They were there. Um, and my father said when he went to my apartment to grab a couple of things, he said the helmet was sitting there like almost mocking him. Cause it was just sitting right there on the table next yeah, to the right box. By, right by the entryway. Yep, exactly. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and like I said, I, I was just taking it for a spin just to test it. I wasn't going on a, you know, 10 mile trek. And I, I, I hear the statistics about how people like car, like car accidents or yeah. crashes happen really yeah, close to five home. miles of their home. Yeah. yeah. I was a few hundred yards. Like I can see it from one of our windows. So very close. Wow. Um, the damage, uh, I came out very, like long-term. I came out very blessed. Um, I had a, a, a TBI, traumatic brain injury, so I lost my uh, sense of taste and smell. Uh, had a con- had a concussion for the ages for sure. Um, did, did, did you get it back? I did. It's like ninety percent back. Uh, a couple things taste differently now, and like a couple smells are like they they overlap, which is kind of weird because it's like gross stuff and good tasting yeah. stuff like smell the there, same now it's, <laughs> it's funny because there's one experience I remember. We we went for a group ride right after he was recovered or mostly recovered. And we normally stop at this place and we get like hot fries that are like cracked pepper and they come with cheese dip. Oh, yeah. He's like, do these taste like toast to you? And I'm like, no, <laughs> these like French fries, man. Like, yeah. He's like, no, nah, these definitely smell and taste like toast. And I'm like, no, that's no. Yeah. So, wow. I, I, so that was, that was probably the longest term thing. Um, obviously there's some, you know, when you, when you rack your brain like that, there's definitely some. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Comprehensive, like temporary, like rebuilding. So, uh, you know, going back to work, I definitely had to do things a little bit slower and, you know, pace myself, had to take a lot more breaks for a while. Um, but then there was just wow. a bunch of other small stuff, you know, blew my eardrum out. I couldn't hear out of my right ear for a while. I broke my arm. I think that's it. Other than the typical road rash, because I wasn't wearing gloves or anything. So yeah, wear your protective stuff. Wear your protection, man. Like, ugh. It's not worth it. The catheter alone was the life lesson. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, see, that, yeah. This is this is a story that people yeah that that need to hear because, like you said, you want to be able to get. A lot of times, if you have a bad fall, if you have on gear, you just get up. Yeah, you um, live to fight another day, as they say. Yeah. Dang. God yeah, wait, man. Yeah, I'm 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 very blessed, and I and I you know I wear the helmet every time now, and I've got even more pads than ever for sure. So. Yep. 
Um, and I, I bring a spare helmet to some group rides if I sense that somebody's not going to be showing up with one. So yeah, well, when we get off the air, I need to know what board that was. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, I will spill the tea. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have no problem doing that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And to be honest, most listeners probably know it if they if they went yeah. back and did the math and saw like, oh, what board did he just post? And then like the very next day, like, oh, he's an oh, injury. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird, weird marketing strategy there, Terminal X. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, so I know that Atlanta Eastgate, I know obviously you're very involved with them. We've been talking about it for a while now. And I've, I've heard of some cool stuff that Atlanta Eastgate has done for like their community. Um, and then I know that you yourself are also doing really cool things for the Eastgate community. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that relationship and how, how you give back to your Eastgate community down there in Atlanta and abroad, you know, through the online, of course. Yeah. Yeah. One, one of the, um, uh, one of the guys uh, put together, and we've done stuff like this a couple of times, where they put together like a giveaway. Well, not a giveaway, but they donated um, warm clothing and things like that to like the homeless. So socks, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, uh, gloves, things like that to kind of help keep them warm. Um, mm-hmm. So those kind of things are things that we do. Um, one of the things that I've always kind of just taken, just kind of personally, it's simple. But I've, it, so many times I've just been riding and people are just so fascinated by them. And I, I just love to share the sport with them. You know, I'll let them, yeah. hey, stand on the board, oh, give yeah. it a shot. Like, you know, <laughs> don't be afraid of it. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, so I love doing those kind of in-person things um, as well. And, then, you know, I do a lot of stuff like just, I mean, well, this is kind of before COVID. And well, I've done a couple of things virtually too, where I just, you know, I'm, not everything has to, like as a speaker, you get paid for that stuff, but I love to like sometimes just if I believe in a school or a teacher or somebody's doing something, they don't have the funding. I love to just do things for free sometimes. You know, I've, I've had a chance to zoom in oh, yeah. on classes and talk about books, talk about entrepreneurship, just kind of tell my story of, you know, because based on like, well, I'm from South Central LA, like food stamps, hood, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And when people look at my Facebook and my YouTube, they, they never think that I would have come from there. You know, um, I don't know what people assume, but they always just are shocked that I come from where I come from. So, you know, just doing stuff like that and just even like just I feel like even on my YouTube, you know, trying to give back for free on there with the motivation and the podcast and stuff that we're I'm getting, we're kicking out in 2021, <clears throat> you know, just doing those kind of things. But then also, um, you know, th- this might sound silly, just being fair with my reviews. Um one of my first boards that I, way. yeah, one of my first couple of boards that I bought, I felt like I got got because I felt like I think that re, I think reviewers can be honest and then also still support a brand at the same time. Um, but I would I bought some products and they weren't as good as what the review said. Um, so what I just try to do to kind of help the community a little bit too is just be honest um, with people, but be fair. You know, because I, I think you can do that. And then also, like, a lot of people watch my reviews because they say they love my weight. They, they love that I'm a person that weighs 200 pounds, 200-some pounds, and I'm not 130 pounds or something. So, um, right. yeah, so those are, you know, just some of the small things that I do. You know, I've donated books and stuff like that to schools and um, things awesome. like that. Uh, you know, just, you know, rent, you know, different things like that. Yeah, for uh, sure. You, you touched on it really well, too. I mean. Being a fair reviewer, especially in this industry where there's constantly new stuff coming out, having someone who's fair and honest and is really just an advocate for the writer and the consumer goes a really long way. And a company that's willing to still work with you says a lot about that company as well. Because if and they're willing people, to send someone like you who's honest and fair aboard that you, they know you're going to be critical, whether it's good or bad, that, that says a lot about the company that they're willing to take that criticism. Yeah, yeah, and I think that people should also be aware too and be watching when certain companies stop sending certain people boards too. Um, yeah. oh, it, it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just going to like, because you brought up Press Reset too. I think yeah. he experienced some of that. Oh, he did. Oh, he absolutely. Sure. absolutely. I, I know he did. Yeah. I know he did. And I, when I used to watch him um, years ago, I, I mean, I still watch uh, some of his stuff, but he doesn't do as much East Coast stuff. Um, yeah, but even much. I would watch some of his either some of his other stuff too because um, I just like to create content, you know, just as a whole. Yeah. But anyway, um, but I would notice 
you know, if you just look, there's certain companies that don't deal with them, right? And I feel like when I used to look at it, I used to be like, what's going on there? And I've yeah. had things happen to me with companies because of other things. And it's <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you're just trying to do the right thing. <laughs> so I've been on the other side of this conversation and uh, with the companies of getting all these, uh, maybe they've gotten requests from reviewers for products or or we're pursuing certain reviewers uh, to try and get them products to review. Um, I actually think Patrick was like among that list. He was on the short list for raw day. Uh, I don't know. I don't know whatever came of it, but you were on the list at one point. Anyways, I do recall having a, a, a very blunt conversation with the owner. I was like, Hey man, you know, you can send these boards out to people, but bear in mind, like you keep using the word ambassador a lot or like the Chinese word for ambassador. And I was like, I just want to clarify like ambassador and reviewer, at least in English are not the same thing. Mm. Uh, you know, an ambassador is somebody who, you know, works for the company represents, you know, they don't have to say everything is perfect about the board, but they're generally like, uh, they're a marketing piece. Right. Um, whereas a reviewer like Mr. Phillips is, you know, independent, he's going to have pros, he's going to have cons, he's going to analyze it. And, you know, whatever that product we, we give him is that that's what's going to come of it. And, and I do. <laughs> exactly exactly and i said listen he's independent he's his own person that's why people watch his content and what you know and that's why people watch you know all these other reviewers and i do recall the end of that conversation being i see them no different than an ambassador and if they don't want to work with me as an ambassador then they're dead to me that was that was the vibe i got so there are companies out there that i have witnessed firsthand and i'm sure Rolde is not the only one guilty of this i don't know if they do that anymore uh, uh, to could treat uh, reviewers as pure marketing pieces. Of course, it's marketing, but if your product is is so sketchy that you have to like only mm-hmm. send it to people that are only going to give you pros and no cons, you've you've already already messed up from the start. Yep. It's funny that you say that, man. You preach into the choir. Because it's, it's, <laughs> I know it, it's happened. <laughs> it's happened to me, and it's um, and I, I don't I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Because even even though like people that watch my channel, they know that I have my nitpick section, and that's why I go over the things that I think people should consider. But sure. I'm always fair. Like I'm not gonna. Absolutely. I would never get on there and be like, "This is the most garbage." If it is that bad, <laughs> I'm gonna call you and even say, "Hey guys, it. I don't y'all yeah. don't want me to even do this review. I'll send it back because yeah. because at the end of the day, they're they're a business too, and yeah. I and I get it because as an entrepreneur myself. I look back at some of my first things I did, my first speaking engagement, it wasn't good, right? But you you evolve. And, right. and and that's part of it. And I think people are willing to evolve with you. So like mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand why people um would feel like, oh, I just it's a touchy subject, man, because I, I no, you know, I look sure. at some reviewers, I'm like, they get every board and, and I'll be like, God, they never have anything negative to say. And it's like Sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder, do people, when they watch that review, I'm like, do y'all see that? I, like, I kind of be wondering, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and it's, I ain't no hater, you know what I'm saying? But I just be like, and, and really, I, I think where where it comes from, man, with me is I just started getting boards, right? Maybe, I don't know, like maybe eight months ago, I started getting boards, right? Right. Yeah, I would say you're still so, fairly new to the, to the like yeah. reviewer for sure. Yeah, yeah. right. So so before that, I bought all my boards. Yep. So I know what it's like to spend hard-earned money based on a product that a reviewer did and be and thoroughly disappointed. Yep. So I don't want to do that to anybody. I don't yeah. I don't want anybody to message me on Instagram like you lie. That's never happened. And you know, like, but but you know, I yeah. would I would take that personally a little not, oh, not in an angry way with them, but like I don't want that for nobody. Exactly. Yep. You're exactly right. Yeah, you're just yeah. trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And these companies, of course, they're sitting, you know, usually on the other side of the planet going, okay, well, this is, you know, this product is worth $500 to us, you know, you know, the, the cost of labor and parts and then shipping of course is crazy. So that's another few hundred dollars at least to send it to this reviewer. And then they sit there and go, so we can send it to, you know, uh, reviewer a, who's going to, you know, analyze it discuss the pros and cons, maybe expose some of our, our problems with the board that we don't want to be exposed, or we can spend the same amount of money and send it to reviewer B who's going to, you know, give it the glam shot show almost only pros 
Um, maybe he has more views or content, you know, who knows? And, you know, if, if nobody's looking, I'll, I'll choose reviewer B. That's, that's going to be the mindset of a, of a yeah. malicious Eastgate marketing strategy, in my opinion. And yeah, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but I, I want to hear, I want the audience to hear like the behind the scenes of these business decisions. And then I'm sure on the YouTuber side, like it's all too easy to be like, yeah, if I keep making more, you know, that gloss, exactly. More yeah. yeah. Getting more views. Exactly. Yeah. I get more, I get more boards. Yeah. You know, ethics I, comes in. Ugh, yeah. I, I'm telling you there, there's a short fuse on that. There's a short fuse on that. Um, because once people start to figure it out that you're, you know, you're not much more than a sham, people are going to turn to guys like Mr. Phillips who like give the actual facts and are fair about it, you know? Yeah. Sorry. Rant over. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you're telling the truth and, you know, I, I just, and really, I think that's why when I say I don't consider myself a reviewer because I didn't, um, and people, people ask me these questions, like, and I don't even think I'm like even that big as a reviewer or anything like that. Um, but they're like, how do you get a free board? And I'm like, you already asked the wrong question. Right. Like if, if your goal is to get a free board, like I just, I just like to skate, man. Like there was a point when my wife was like, dang, can you stop talking about skateboard? Uh, but I just, I just loved it. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. love to be out on the board and, and, and now, yep. you know, now she's riding and stuff and she gets it. She went on a group ride and she's like, okay, when's the next? I was like, you get it now. Because once you do it, it's, it's one of those things that if you're looking at it from a distance, you don't get it. But when you, when you're out there, you know, you get it. Yeah. yeah. When you, when you get that first, first little bit of adrenaline from a car or, speeding up and slowing down like wherever you are and having so much control you're, you're like all right like i yep. like this this is I nice smile from ear yeah. to ear thinking about it man like oh it's a good Every feeling time. we're blessed <laughs> we have a we have a great hobby slash industry man mm-hmm. yeah it's it's, mm-hmm. a, it's it's a lot of fun man it, it really is and like i said i think that the pvs is just going to be i think you're going to see like even with eastgate you're starting to see more people into it because they became affordable for the masses Yep. You know, upwards yeah. of two to three years ago, even when I ride today, everybody thinks it's a boosted board, right? But because they did such a great job of just really su- supplanting themselves as what, yeah. when you say Eastgate, you think, well, you used to boosted, no longer in existence. But three months ago, if you said Eastgate, yeah. boosted was on the tip of your tongue, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, but a boosted board was fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars $1,700. Yeah, now, it, was a, it was a hard market. Yeah. Now, you can get a good board, good board for six hundred dollars. Oh, like, facts. Yeah. So, so now people are more and more people are getting into it because of that, yeah. you know. And you know, as people become more interested in micro mobility and stuff like that, you know, I, I just, I just see in the next two to five years, man, everybody gonna have something, something electric. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I think uh, Eastgate is extremely successful. And it's just going to continue to see growth, especially with, with climate change and fossil fuels and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's just a matter of time. And, and battery tech is getting better all the time. I mean, there's new batteries coming out that are just insane. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, it's, it, it's just a matter of time before Eastgate is taken over completely. You got I mean, it. There's countries like the Netherlands where everybody rides bicycles. It, it's just a matter of time before there's whole cities, whole states that are riding just Eastgate because it's more efficient. Yep. It's what, yes, yep. I mean, it's more efficient. You get there quicker and it's, it's like actually having, you know, like my EUC, I've, I've actually considered riding it to work. Like, even though I can ride my skateboard to work cause I, I work maybe only like maybe not even 10 miles away. I never really, because, because of where I'm riding, it's not conducive for a board to be there because the streets the streets are kind of like you're in like fast lanes so yeah i mean and you can't do 30 miles an hour on an eastgate because it might be a pothole you just don't whereas like yeah there's a lot of factors for sure yeah Yeah. i probably could i probably could take it to work you know what i'm saying um but but i just love them man i just love them all really man like the euc i love the eastgate um i like it all even i've had a chance to ride some electric bikes i've definitely seen the appeal there it's so fun yeah, yeah. electric bikes are real cool i've been seeing a lot more people riding those yeah. and they are very enticing and they're very similarly priced to to like a high end e-skate or a high end pev yep um, or like a euc rather and they they just look so cool yeah, yeah. cuz people often ask me like what what can i do to get my wife out with me and i'm like dude 
Look at an e-bike because Thank a lot you. of times, Thank guys, you. yeah, Thank they, want you. To, they want their girls and wives to ride with them, and because they're spending so much time out. But of course, yep. a lot of wives don't want to get on no e-skate. But I was like, man, yep. get it, get exactly. It. Yeah, almost everybody knows how to ride a bike. Exactly. Yep, exactly, man. I, Joe, he it's like he's been reading my mind for the last year. Like I've been e-bike. Yep. Um yeah, for so people can ride with me. But yeah, we we are definitely history is on our side for sure when it comes to like micro mobility, PV, battery tech. I was in oh what country? I was in Ukraine uh early last year, like a few days before the pandemic, like shut everything down. Like we got in like 72 hours before. And you, when you think of Ukraine, right, that big, you know, former Soviet country, you don't think of money. Uh, you think of like kind of, you know, crippling, you know, hobbling along after like the Soviet Such wall it. fell. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, you know, we're, we show up and we're downtown Kiev and there are just dozens of Uber Eats riders everywhere on EUCs. Just like it was like really? uh, like worker ants. Yeah. In Ukraine. Yeah. Didn't see a single scooter. E-bike nowhere, e-skate not even close. EUCs all over the place, yeah. and they had the fancy ones where you could like walk them with like the suitcase handle, like walk alongside of them and stuff. Yeah, super cool. And then they had the Uber Eats backpack, and and they had yeah, like, like a little hot box backpack. Yep, and they were just oh, it was it was so cool. I was like, man, I feel like I'm in the future, even though I feel like I'm also in like the 1950s. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy because I just I met, I recently met a guy that uh, rides um, sometimes in Atlanta. And he actually ride, he rides his electric bike and he delivers Uber and stuff. I mean, delivers for food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no matter time, no gas. Drones flying anymore. around, people riding PEVs everywhere. Oop! I'm getting good vibes, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> History's on our side. Oh man. Um, so, since you've ridden so many different things, you see e skate, e bike, all that kind of stuff. What would you say is like your your favorite all time? board pev that you've written or reviewed because i feel like you got a lot of experience with that you, you know what like when you compare euc and boards like they're so different it's kind of like i love i love riding my board right but yeah when we ride our boards we typically kind of take the same routes often because we always are having a factor in range always mm -hmm. so it's like mm -hmm. you can't just be like i'm gonna ride 30 miles you always have to be thinking where am i gonna stop we're gonna eat and charge or whatever you know unless you're yeah. unless you're rocking like one of those you know la Croix or cali or you know something yeah, some like big that. 18s yeah battery yeah, or something yeah right. like you know most people because of the price but then also just some people just don't want to have a 50 pound skateboard you know um so you have to your route and stuff is dependent on that. But the thing I really like about it, and I don't even have the most expensive EUC yet because I wanted to make sure that I would even like this first <laughs> before I went That's out valid. and spent $3,000 on the EUC. And, um, the, and the other thing is I knew that if I did like it, I would just do what I did at Eastgate. I knew I would just give the EUC to my son. So um, even like the EUC that I have, like um, I took it off road a little bit and I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I'm like doing this. Um, so they just, they kind of like have different vibes to me. Like if I, if I'm killing, chilling in the city and I just want to carve it up real hard, then, you know, the skateboard might be the thing, but then there's a group out here where some times the guys, they'll, they will schedule a 40 mile ride. That's what they're scheduling. 40 mile ride. Yep. So I want to, I want to go on one of those cause they take a lot of scenic routes. They, you know, they take some off-road naturey trails. So it's a different experience. So I, I feel like there's some days that it's like, okay, I wanna I wanna smell nature. So that might be the EUC day. But then another day might be I wanna hit the concrete jungle. So that's that's the Eastgate day, you know? So yeah. I just look at them, I like them both. And I, I just kind of look at like what we doing that day, you know? Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a good dynamic it approach. Depends on the vibe that you're going for. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that actually reminds me of that 40 mile ride. Um, you know, you know, Jason Davis, right? Lansing. Uh, uh, Jason. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. I'm so, yeah. I've never met him in person, so I don't know how he pronounces his name. Um, yeah. yeah he and I worked together briefly with Ralde, um, before he oh, told him to, uh, to shove off. Yeah. Uh, which rightfully so he's one of the reasons I ended up doing the same thing. But anyways, uh, he and I found, uh, the America's largest, uh, paved bicycle path. And it's in Georgia, by the way, it's like a few hundred miles. Yeah, you talking about the um, 
what you call it? It goes from Georgia to Alabama. I I think so. It's massive. That's all I know. I remember it would take us several days on a on a regular uh, e-skate. But I would love to see what EUCs could do it. Um, like the high end EUCs or e-skates, how fast they could do it. Yeah, some of the guys they they uh, they don't ride the entire thing, but they have. I'm trying to think what is it called. Um, if you hadn't said nothing, I would have been able to say the name. Um, but I know what you're talking about. It runs from Georgia to Alabama, and it's like a bike path. It's it's like a bike path or whatever. But yeah, like some of those EUC guys, man, they'll be like, "Oh, we're gonna do a 40 mile ride," and they will ride 40 miles. And I'm just like that. That's like I want to do next. Like I want to do something like that next. Um, so that's that's one of one of the things that piqued my curiosity with EUCs is, and then also just um, just seeing how many people are just kind of making the transition. It was like, dude, like we would we would meet up for a group ride, and half the group was EUCs. It might have then it'd be four boards, and then it'd be five super seventy threes, and then three forty mile an hour scooters. So it just made me just kind of like, let me let me see what this EUC thing is about. <laughs> I think yeah. it's called the Silver Comet Trail. The Silver Comet Trail. There it is. Yep. 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 Um, round trip, it would be 200 miles. Yep. That's a, that's a doozy see, right there. <laughs> see, that, that, that's something fun. Like, you would have to stop and like, because another thing, man, I wouldn't mind doing, bro. Like, like you see how some people do like those crazy road trips on like an Eastgate. But yep. I would love to do something like that with like you know, EUC, you know what I'm saying? Um, oh yeah. I would love That'd it. Be but you would, it just would take the dynamics. Like I, we just recently bought like a little, a larger camper and I want to do like a road trip. Right. But I was just thinking like, I definitely want to have a second EUC by the time we get ready to take that road trip. Cause like, I, I oh, want to yeah. stop at like the grand Canyon. Like, so I want to be, I want to be oh, looking man. at that. Yeah, all, all about that. Man, yeah. you don't want like a pair of, uh, uh, Onyx bikes or Suron bikes to kind of like accompany you so they can carry more gear yeah. for you. That'll be so that, cool. that might, that might, you know what I'm saying? But like, that's what I want to do, man. Like just, cause to me, it's about the experience of, of what these things can allow you to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. Man, the future's bright. So next we're going to touch on something that we kind of ask all of our, our uh, guests on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could design or magically create your favorite board, your dream board. Mm. What would that dream board look like? What would it What would it have as far as features? Um, it can be fictional. It can also be a real board. If there's a board out there or uh, PEVs out there that you really want, what What would that dream board or PEV be for you? Yeah, man. Like I would, I would love a board. Um, I kind of like I like boards that have the dual enclosure system. I just like the way they look. It's is and I know that mm-hmm. it may not be as efficient as a board that has a battery running the whole length of the deck, but um, like like for example, like the beast board, or whatever. Just give you an example. Yeah, yeah. You got even the ESC they, in the back, the the battery in the front. Yeah. Yeah, but even though they use a dual enclosure system, they have a huge battery. It's like four hundred some watt hours, and it's like why isn't every company doing something like that, right? So like I like the dual enclosure look. I also like that, like dual enclosure boards. They're a little bit lighter because, like, when you start getting into the battery running the whole length of the enclosure, now the board yeah. is, you got to put your man strength on it every time you're trying to move it around. Um, so I yeah, like no that. Um, I'm a I'm a belt drive guy. I know that some people saying direct drive is kind of where it's at, where we're going, but it's just something about the noise of belts. That I just love that sound, mm, that wine, yeah. that beautiful yeah, wine. It's, it's you you can't put a price on it. I just love it. And then it's like, you know, there's a factor about Eastgate that's a cool factor where it's like people just turn around like, what is that? You know? And then so <laughs> I, I love I love my belt drive. Um, you know, I like a deck that has some flex to it. So, you know, some flex to it or whatever the case may be. Um, maybe something that has built-in lights. Um, it, you know, because I, I, like, I like having a board where, the, like, for example, I did a review on the Ecomobile. And one of the things I really loved about that board was that you can just turn on the lights with the board. But the mm-hmm. thing that I really liked about the lights was that some boards are putting built-in lights on their boards, but to me, they're gimmicky because you can't see. Like, oh, right. it has headlights, but I can gotcha. only see three feet in front of me. Like, not practical. Yeah, it doesn't do much for you. Yeah. You just put that on there just to say you have light on there. Right. But that's not practical. Like, the Ecomobile had lights on there where it was like, you could see. Like, like, and then like yeah. rear yeah. brake lights. 
um, and lights all underneath too. So like a board that has built-in front and rear lights. Uh, the other thing that Ecomobile is dope too is that when you brake, it actually acted like a tail light too. Um, so like a board yeah, that does something like that too. What are you saying? That yeah, no, I'm saying that's nice. Like it actually makes people aware that you're braking. It's not just constantly on. Yep, yep. And 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 then the way they angled their lights too, you can actually see the red lights. Like sometimes boards will put like brake lights and they're under the deck. So if I'm riding behind you, I can't even see them. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the motor or anything, the trucks might even even block it. Or, or yeah. it's just so low. It's so low under the deck that you can't see the brake light. You know what I'm saying? Like unless it's pitch black dark or something. But the way the Ecomobile one was made, it's angled up. They angled the lights up so that you can see them. Not like you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like so like I would like something like that on that on that dual enclosure type board because braking and stuff like that I think would be really cool. Um and then lights and the built in lights I think is really cool. And uh, you know, just something that has good range and then they could charge fast. Like, you know, because sometimes yeah. if you even if you have a board that let's just say is only three hundred watt hours, it's it's amazing to be able to if you have to stop 45 minutes, I'm going to be able to fully be back on the road, you know? So something like that would be something that I would like, man, um, When it, as far as, like, Eastgate. Got to get in touch with uh, Shy Battery Systems because they uh, they have a really – so they're, like, a, a custom battery builder. Um, they do a lot of work with, like, um, like mobile chargers. Um, they, right. they have a, a new product that just came out. It's a variable rapid charger. Okay. So you can actually uh, adjust – how many amps are being charged at any given time, um, depending on the board that you have. So, you know, it can be anywhere from like, you want to do a slow charge at like one amp all the way up to like eight amps of fast charging. Wow. They, uh, they'll make you a custom charger, man. I would, I would reach out to them. That they, they would be the the people that you'd want to get in touch with. Cause for someone like you that, that has a lot of different boards and they all probably use a similar charger, you might yeah. be able to get a rapid charger that'll work for all of all them. And, yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, I would reach out to them. They're 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 great guys. I could not say anything better about Shy Battery Systems. Like they're absolute, yeah, gentlemen, goat, man, <laughs> totally people to work with. So yeah, that is we, so we've dope. Met, we, we've met them personally and seen their behind the scenes, and uh, they're full of quality and integrity and um, success. Thankfully, I would say they're they're probably like they are going to be the company to look out for in like five years. They are going to be the top dog in Eastgate, like guaranteed. Like oh, making sure it's for everybody. Oh, yeah, you connect. Yeah, when we get off, connect connect me with him on IG. So, because I, I would yeah, love yeah. To check I'll it get out you in touch. Yep. Yeah, I, I love all that kind of stuff, man. And and people starting their own businesses and you know finding yeah. a yeah, Barra, like Yeah, Barrett Shy Battery. He is absolute absolute cool guy. Nicest dude I've ever talked to. <laughs> nice. All right. Um. So we're gonna kind of close it out now. Um. So. What do you what do you got going on? Who do you want to highlight? What what are some of the projects you're working on? Um, who do you want to shout out? Sure, um, I, I shout out ATL, you know Eastgate. Uh, shout out my man J- Jason, man, that's my dude. We always are linking up, doing uh, doing something. Um, he's a cool guy. Know. Yeah, man, he's so cool. You know, you know, he just got an EUC too, right? It doesn't surprise me at all. Everybody, man, they everybody like flies out here. Yeah, you know? yeah he got, he got, look. He has two. <laughs> oh, oh it's over. Yeah, he's lost. It's he's over. Lost. <laughs> Bro, like he got two of them. Um, but yeah, man, just and just just you know the PEV community as a whole. You know what's up. Um, like to say what's up to those guys. If if people are interested in learning, you know more about me, uh, I'm on Instagram at Mr. Phillips the Change Agent. If you guys are interested in you know checking out my son, his Instagram page is. The Adventures of Little Jam, and that's also his YouTube too. And um, you know, if you're interested in you know supporting a fellow e skater and want to buy a book or something like, I because it was so cool. Somebody in Europe they purchased one of our books. Um, it was so cool. Um, and he and he told us that he had bought it. Um, but you know, you can check us out on Amazon, Amazon Europe or whatever. If you just search The Adventures of Little Jam. Um, his books come up or you could just put our names in there, Patrick Phillips or Jameson Phillips. But, you know, shout out to y'all, man, for having me on and, and, and you guys 
being a, a honest, transparent people on the podcast and you know sharing information, I definitely want to have a conversation with you guys. Maybe we can even do it when this is over to just talk a little bit more about some of the things we talked about. Um, so thank y'all for you know Absolutely. taking time and allowing me to be on the show with you guys. I really enjoyed it. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. It's been a it's been a blessing, and uh, we've talked about this for a while. And uh, yeah, you uh, you definitely earned the success you have, and the reason you're on the show, man. We're we're very lucky to have you here, man. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, um, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, Patrick, and I I appreciate you taking the time to meet with us. Um, this is this has probably been one of the the most not unique conversations, but one of the the most like eye-opening conversations because we haven't had anybody on that's skated like with their son or um, given back to the community in such a way. And someone that's yeah, yeah, you're actually correlating it with, with your other career, which is, which is motivational speaking and like being a, a civil servant. So I think that goes a long way. Um, so yeah, we just appreciate you coming on the show. Um, and as always uh, you can follow us at electric Skatecast on Instagram um, you can also follow Terminal X at official Terminal X. What what? Uh, and definitely follow uh, Patrick Phillips or Lansing Phillips for those of you who might not know. Um, he is on Instagram as well um, at Lansing Phillips, and I think your other one is at Mister Phillips, the change agent. If yes, that's sir. correct. Thank you. Yeah. So so give all of those a follow if you want some good content, um, and you can also follow me at jgrandgr. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. And and again, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us tonight. Man, thank you guys for having me. I really enjoyed it.